Ben and Lacey, how are you? Hey, Randy. Good. How are you? Hey, how you doing, man? Good, good. It's great to chat with both of you. Yeah. Same. I have to stop this Roomba really quick. Hold on a second. <laughs> the Roomba. Mine is so loud. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Go, stop. Go home. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's just going to turn around and go back to the base and empty out. <laughs> okie dokie sorry home life home life problem. no worries <laughs> i feel you i've been doing my whole radio show from home too and broadcasting out of the out of the house so it's interesting for sure dear agony right it's always been a favorite of mine personally and the version with Lacey now adds a whole new dynamic what does that song mean to each of you on a personal level will you want to go first then no <laughs> <laughs> okay well for me, it, it was, um, I heard the song, we were on tour with them, I guess, a while ago, and when we first started touring together, Flyleaf, I guess. It's just an awesome song in its own right, you know, it, it was awesome before I had anything, was anything to do with it later, but then when he asked me to do it, when I heard it at that time in my life, at that very, actually, that week, um, the lyrics and the message and then everything about it was really powerful in that moment and actually just kind of stabbed me in the heart and I knew I needed to do it and I was so honored that he would ask me because it was it was really personal what 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 the message was for me it means a lot of things to me but um I recently had uh, somebody that I love like that that has passed away and it it is even today it really speaks to me and I don't know it's just it's really special and personal well, it's kind of strange. It's kind of like the same thing as far as what's motivated me to write it, but at, at a different time in life, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's strange that it, like, uh, conveys through time. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's it's cool. Exactly the right time. I, 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 I personally, now that it's this way, not like dissing my own work or whatever, but I would have been honored and happy to just have it this way the whole time. I think it's perfect this way. But, you know, things happen for a reason in the time that they do. And uh, I was just as honored to have her do it. And uh, now it has like the life it should always have in it, I think. Ben, how did you choose the songs that would end up on Aurora? And then which guest artist to pair with each of the songs? For the most part, I knew, uh, I wanted it to be like, uh, just people I like, you know. I didn't look for like what would sell, or not that it wouldn't sell. I'm, I don't mean it that way. I just meant that that's not my motivation behind it. My motivation was putting voices on it of people that I really like and that are friends of mine personally. Mm-hmm. And so that was sort of the selection of the artist. And with Dear Agony, I mean, Lacey's always been like one of my favorite art, like singers of all time. She's very unique and unique in a good way I think sometimes people sound unique but it's crap and they're unique just to be unique like yeah it doesn't sound like anything else but it probably shouldn't because it's bad but um <laughs> but, yeah, she's not like that it's like unique but in like this really awesome way um and so that was just a no-brainer for me and then I think that like I let I don't know if I asked you to do that one or not, but for most of the other artists, or for all the other artists, I think that one actually did pop out to me. But for the, all the other artists, 
I let them pick what they wanted to do. So really, the the, the songs that have the guest artists on them, the, those are ones that the guests pick. But I don't. I think I did space for Lacey though. I think she's the only one that I said, "Dear Agony" would be really really cool if we could do that together. And I don't know why. There's no answer to it. it just pains well, me. Well, it was really it was really important for me at the time. So I'm glad. Maybe I was that. picking the you're, you're prophetic. You're like the, you're, you're a prophetic guy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't bite me in the ass one day. <laughs> oh, it will. Mostly. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you guys have a good chemistry, right? Is the duet harder because you're working with a new and different chemistry than what you're used to, or does it actually help take some of the pressure off? Yeah. It, it wasn't harder for me in this case. It was like just completely effortless. Like yeah. Very the most, yeah, it was the most easiest thing I've ever done. It's more easier than me working with my damn self. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you, it, it says, it, I think it says you can say, like when somebody when you love something and then somebody else says that's that's good, I love that, and then you can feel confident in what you just what you love because somebody else is saying, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, and having the light mindedness really is the key to it, I think, because it's, yeah, we would both. We would both think something that we would both think something sucks. Yeah. <laughs> now with the lockdowns, you know, and everything going on right now, have your creative processes changed at all? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> nope, same. Yeah, it's the same. It's like uh, it's fostering that. It actually gives more space, I think, to stay in that space. You know. Yeah, because yeah. you're not pressured to do anything else. Yeah. Nice. That being said, too, are you guys missing? touring more than ever right now or has it been nice to you know spend more time at home with the family and those kind of things and also be creative i think it's both for me yeah i think i think i i've noticed what you said about family i love i love that i've been able to give full attention to my kids in a way that is really a lot easier because there's no plans (laughs) there's always plans so you're always kind of preparing for something or doing something but when there's no plans it's like kind of timeless like my kids never go to bed they wake up at 11 like they don't like they, it's like super easy and there's not as much stress or tension and and we're more we laugh more and that's something able to just you know the switchfoot guy his dad wrote a book about parenting the guy from switchfoot and um it's called never say no <laughs> and i was like that's a stupid book but <laughs> i have just on the title but then when i read it um um, it was about never saying no when they're like, hey, do you want to play this game with me? Or can we go outside? Or can we do this thing? You know, it was about always taking that moment. And, I, and I'm like, how do you do this? This is so hard. And so I've learned to do that during this time. And it's been really fun um, as far as family goes. And sometimes I'll get random pictures of Ben's little boy, too. It's awesome to just to see that um, so many people are able, especially in the music industry, you know, we, we're always going. Yeah, there's just demand all the time. And you don't want to let anybody down and you want to do what's right for your fans and stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, unfortunately, for bands and what we do, you know, if we can't take our kids, you know, we we have to kind of just balance it all. It's a really difficult thing to do because every every Mm -hmm. parent wants to put their kids first, you know. Yeah. But you still have to, you still have other obligations. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool to have that this time. To just yeah, like you said, but it's also we. I really, really miss being on the road. <laughs> it's 
So, yeah, I don't think there's any musician that doesn't like miss it. I think if you ask any musician that, I don't think any of them are going to say it. Even guys that tore their ass off forever are mm-hmm. probably missing it by now. And then when you guys were kids yourselves, was there a song that you heard that made each of you want to start writing music and songs of your own? Nirvana. Yeah, Nirvana. Were you, were you saying that for me or for you? Not for me. <laughs> for real? Yeah, that's the reason why I thought I could well, maybe I could be a musician. <laughs> really? <laughs> but I thought, yeah. So I'm learning stuff in this interview. I, I was going to say that. It'd been creepy if we said it at the same time. But yeah, absolutely. Nirvana was. I used to. I have a Nirvana tattoo on my arm. I've had it since I was like 15 years old. My mom had to go with me. It was the first tattoo I ever got. Um, yeah, I used to. Um, anybody will tell you. Everybody knows something like this. Nirvana is like one of my favorite bands of all time. But um. But yeah, it was like attainable, you know. It was. Yes, um, that's exactly I think that's right. What, yeah, I think that's what she's saying. Is that it was very attainable to play that music, and the songs were so great and simple, and just easy mm-hmm. to replicate. And like, kind of mm-hmm. anybody could play them, but nobody could write them but Kurt Cobain. <laughs> nobody could make them exist but Kurt Cobain. But everybody could play them once they did exist. So it's so like one cool. of those things. Yeah. yeah. And still to this day, I listen to their albums, and they're still to this day brilliant, and they hold up so well. Yeah, they're mystical. <laughs> it's not dated. It's not dated to me. Not at all. It's still relevant, and obviously we're still playing them, you know, alongside of you guys. And what does it feel like now, you know, grown up, that you've shared the stage with some idols of your own at this point? Crazy. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's really cool. Um, it's just a gift that. Uh, we've seen mine and every other band that gets to do that um the fans all gave that to people that supported us and people that um you know even like you interviewing us to bring us to our fans it's just all everybody's kind of in the same thing and and that's the reason why we get to do that at the end of the day you know then we try to write the best music we can for ourselves Mm -hmm. and and the people that want to hear us and yeah. So it's mm-hmm. just an aspect of that. And then through all that, we get to have those kinds of opportunities. You know, over the years, too, have your dynamics and writing styles evolved for both of you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like I'm a better singer than I was before <laughs> when I first started. I think, I think that's a good thing. But I, I I think I write exactly the same way as I did when I was 15. The same, uh, same like, kind of um, random inspiration, like, yeah, Ben was talking about earlier when we were talking about this, is it, is it, it'll just come, you know, a uh, random moment, the inspiration, and you just try to catch it. I think that's the same, but hopefully I'm doing, I'm learning something after all these years of touring um, and getting better at something, but it doesn't feel any different as far as the writing process. I don't know. Well, it's kind of just the same as practice, so the longer you do it, the more easier it becomes and then when it's easier you can kind of push to that next spot mm-hmm. so when it's hard to reach a certain spot then you can't go any further but once that spot becomes easy then you can go like a little further with technique or or staying in pitch easier you know whatever the case mm-hmm. may be you know it's just like practice just like anything else but we don't practice we just do it and that's how yeah that's <laughs> true <laughs> and to get geeky with you guys here for a second do you have a favorite Star Wars movie and a favorite character? Hmm. As far as like a favorite 
Star Wars movie, I mean, the very, very first one, obviously, is like what kind of started everything off. So in that sense, I would say, but as far as like interesting is concerned, I really liked the most recent one, and I don't care if fans are going to give me crap about it or not, but um, I think it's Rise of Skywalker, I think it's called. Yeah. I like the most recent ones, too. My family watches those, and it's actually brought our family together. <laughs> so I, I, I like those, too. Yeah, the only things I don't like about Star Wars at all are the prequels. I think they're terrible. I can't sit through them. They're awful. <laughs> they're awful. <laughs> that's it everything else <laughs> I think a lot of people agree on that one yeah they're terribly written don't get me started on George Lucas because we'll be here for an hour <laughs> <laughs> and do you have favorite characters out of that out of any of the movies well as cliche as it is for me like Darth Vader is probably I love Darth Vader how they have him like so cute and like they have these little plush things and they have him like selling cereal and things like that. And it's, I, I love the fact that if you really know about that character, he's done some pretty freaking horrible things. Very, very terrible, terrible things. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny to see him selling, uh, people don't look at him that way. Like he just get away with whatever and people still love him. But if you if you read the comic books and you read the novels and stuff, he's done some pretty awful things. So I, think, funny. I think I think even more cliche would for me and for Indian and probably not very um uh what is the word I want to say um kosher I don't know <laughs> it's just that I love Baby Yoda character. <laughs> I really love that. I don't know. My heart. Yeah, that's like swept the country, baby. You know? <laughs> I'm, my I'm wife would kill me for a baby. Yoda. She would trade me in <laughs> easily. So there's that. And I don't blame her one bit. I, <laughs> I mean, it feels like I can. Yeah, the baby Yoda's 50, is what you're saying? Yeah, the baby Yoda's 50 years old. I feel like I, if, if he can do that, you know, have the strong powers in him, maybe I can have those strong powers in me too. You know, <laughs> maybe. You're looking for influence of life through Baby Yoda. It is, for real. I don't know. That's a true follower, <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask me any other questions about Star Wars. <laughs> I'll let you down. <laughs> I'll handle the Star Wars questions from here. Okay. okay. Yeah, you, you handle it. <laughs> I'll handle all the problems, questions, Gracie. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> Sorry. I know I took it off track with that one. No, dude. I'll I'll sit here and, and I'll hand I'll hammer it out with you for hours. <laughs> so I mean, you're ready for that. That's awesome. I mean, obviously, you know, Mandalorian season two coming out here soon. I think October. You have a prediction on what what goes down? No predictions. I never have any predictions about any Star Wars movies. I try to. Um, I, I don't really care about spoilers. I never did. I'm never one of those. I don't really care about surprises. Like, tell me what you're going to get for my birthday for the next 10 years, and I'm cool with that. <laughs> I don't really care about surprises. So when leaks start happening, I'll be all over the internet trying to uh, put these pieces together for the whole story, and I'll know it before I see it. And, you know, but I don't have any personal predictions for it. And since we're on it, do you guys have a favorite retro video game? Mike Tyson's Punch Out. <laughs> Remember that one? Heck yeah. 
because it's the only one that is still fun and playable because everybody's always like, oh man, I got a copy of Super Mario or I got dug out my old Nintendo, right? And I'm, I play a lot of video games. So we hooked that bad boy up and we're playing for like five minutes and we're like, I am so bored right now because there's so much more exciting video games nowadays than that. But then we played Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and it was still fun. It's like probably the only game that's still fun to me. No, and nobody can beat me on Dr. Mario. Like, I can I can do all of the Dr. Mario up to level 20 and beat the whole thing. Nobody can beat me. <laughs> You'd be sleeping and like pills will be dropping and it's like having dreams about it. Yeah, it's terrible. I hate it. <laughs> and I love it. Is there anything new in the works for each of you that you're able to talk about real quick? Well, we're doing a project together. Yay. Yeah, it's gonna be so cool. I'm excited. That's awesome. That's super good to hear. Yeah, so are you excited? Be, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited. I'm more excited about it than I've been for a long time. Not to take anything away from Breaking Benjamin or whatever, but it's it's new. I've been it's doing new. that for a long time. You know, I've been I'm excited about that as well, and I'm very grateful for everything that it's given me and all of our incredible fans and stuff. But for me, it's kind of been the same thing. You know? Yeah. So this is something, yeah, this is something new and exciting, and it's going to be, we're not going to let it be crappy. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just going to be something that we both, um, like, enjoy doing. And we're just really going to make an album that we, we want to hear. And hopefully other people will want to hear it too. And if they don't, then that's fine too. But um, <laughs> we, hope, we hope they do. We hope they do want to hear it. But, you know, we're not going to be forceful or anything with it. It's just going to be what it is. Yeah, this is really easy. It's going to be really good. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. You're going to be excited too. I'm super excited. I mean, because <laughs> it's cool to have somebody bring. It's cool to have somebody bring something to something that I can't do. That I can't. There's no way that I can do it. So it's awesome to have something that you know has a part of something that I can't do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll tell you this: if you know, "Dear Agony" is an indication of what's to come. I mean, that song's been performing well in our station. Great feedback. People love that song, and me in particular. So I think good things are in store for what you guys are doing. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be stuff like, you know, with that sort of, like, dynamic to it, but put in, like, different settings. I mean, there might be heavy songs. There might be songs like that. There might be, like, more electronic stuff on it. So that's another thing, too, is that we're not kind of, like, stapled down to a genre with it either. We can just kind of make it whatever we want it to be and probably be a little bit of everything, I would say. That's awesome. Like, not country music or anything, but I just mean, like, you know, like what we do in different, I don't know. Together. I'm so excited, though. I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too, man. I'm stoked as hell about it. It's all I'm going to, it's all I really want to do right now, so. Whenever I write, I write for that. I want to thank the both of you for the music and the writing that you do. You know, it comes from a place that's real and relatable, and it's personally made a huge impact in my life. And so, Ben and Lacey, it's always a pleasure, and really, I appreciate the both of you. Dude, that was really awesome, man. Thank you so much, and we appreciate you too, man. You're, 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 you're uh, you know, people like that and that kind of thing. It really brings like validity to what we do, and it really makes us feel really great too to be doing it. 
thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. And I'll uh, hopefully chat with you soon. Thanks, man. Anytime. Yeah,